I may or may not be having wild overreactions to the first night of the NBA in placing some futures before we wrap mm. up today in Lightning Bets here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. I'm Chris Mack. He's Jim Rodriguez. J-Rod with me again here on this Friday. Hopefully, you're getting your weekend started a little bit early with us. We appreciate you doing so live coast to coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. And, of course, YouTube, Odyssey Sports and twitch.tv slash betql. Two-minute drill in 20 minutes. Uh, We'll throw a whole bunch of stuff at you. Some things maybe that we didn't get to yet. NBA action, college hoops. You heard the name Pete Alonzo, as well as the name Acuna brought up earlier. Both of those sprinkled Mm. into the two-minute drill in just a little bit as well. But a huge weekend for college basketball. We talked an hour ago. Again, you can download it as a podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast, BetQL Daily, if you missed it. Bounce backs and building blocks for teams who had big results early in the week, maybe negative, maybe positive, who now look to either bounce back tomorrow or Sunday or stack some wins on top of each other. Joining us to talk about college hoops and all of those bounce backs and building blocks, columnist for the Daily Memphian and co-host of Jason and John on 92.9 ESPN, also the co-host of BetQLU. There's nothing he's not doing these days, a newly minted father of two. Congrats, buddy. Nice. John Martin joins us here on BetQL Daily. How you doing, bud? Chris, man, so good to hear your voice. What's up, pal? How you been? Uh, other than other than Penny Hardaway absolutely ripping your favorite team to shreds the other night, how is everything in Memphis? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a whirlwind for sure. I mean, once upon a time, looked like this team in Memphis was going to crash the party once again, like the good old days, top ten in the country. Um, and then, you know, all hell broke loose. Uh, so, you know, we have to, we have to sort of find other teams to adopt. I'm still in the process. I was an Arizona wildcat. Uh, I think I still might be an Arizona wildcat, but last night definitely shook my faith a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind season, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's been been tough, uh, John, on both the pro side and the college side in Memphis, man. A, a big, hey, man, what's going on out there? So I, I guess the, the, the first question I want to ask, and just like Chris had mentioned about the bounce back situations, you know, the Houston Cougars, right? Number two in the land, almost feels like there's constantly still doubting them despite all their good work. Take on a Baylor team that is – you know, still hang, you know, 11th in the nation. Uh, that game's so important for Baylor and for Houston just to continue to put in the good work, right? Yeah, I mean, you see sort of spots like this in college basketball where, you know, Houston obviously coming off of a massive home win against a really tough Iowa State team. Um, now they're going on the road, you know, at a, at a Baylor team, as you mentioned, that, you know, number 11 ranked in the country, but their resume definitely needs some polishing. And um, I could definitely see this as a game where just the the, the home environment, the desperation, um, and I'll be interested to see sort of, because, you know, sometimes the Ken Palm projections don't, don't end up matching. I mean, there's been some distance at times this year between what the Ken Palm projections are and what the spread ultimately is. So I would not be – so. I think the projections have it Houston minus three. I would not be shocked at all if this opened much closer to a pick just because of the situation, just because of the spot. I think with Houston, you know, and I love them. Obviously, they used to be in the AAC, and 
every time they came to town, I tried to, to go because I'm, I'm just such a fan of what Kelvin Sampson does and, and the way he runs his program and how tough that damn team is. But there is something to be said for, and I don't know if it's just how their, their style and their physicality, they just tend to get to march and run out of gas, it feels like. I mean, that Final Four run, I believe they played four or maybe even five uh, straight double-digit seeds. I think it was four, though. I think it was four double-digit seeds to get to the Final Four. And outside of that, it's been, you know, relative to where Houston's been every year, a little underwhelming. So I think that's why you see a little doubt about Houston is just like every single year they don't have enough shooting. They kind of run out of gas. Like you, you know, you kind of see the offense sputter out and it's, I don't, I don't know that this team is that different. You know, they're going to rely on the same things they always rely on. Um, and we'll see if, you know, they have enough juice to, to make a deep run here. Follow him on social media at John Martin 929 from 929 ESPN in Memphis columnist for the Daily Memphian, also co-host of BetQL. You, John Martin, with us here on BetQL Daily. Speaking of bounce backs and building blocks, Bama just barely escapes with one against Florida Wednesday night, the same night that Kentucky loses again. Granted, it's on the road, but it's on the road at LSU, and they've already got four home losses, John. There are not any contenders out there, legitimate contenders, with four home losses this year, much less a fifth. I, it feels like it's a fate accompli that Kentucky's going to lose at home to Bama, at least in my opinion, on Saturday afternoon. It's only a two-point spread, according to the early Ken Palm projection. I love Bama to go hit triple digits in this one, given Kentucky's complete and total lack of defense. Yeah, look, I mean, it's going to be an, uh, an, uh, an obscene total. <laughs> it, it's going to be as close to an NBA total in the college game that we probably have ever seen. Uh, so that's the first thing. Secondly, look, this Kentucky team, and I and I saw, I don't remember exactly who it was, but I saw maybe it was an odds maker or somebody like that. They said that Kentucky's going to determine how good your bracket is by the end, because if you can get them right, like whether they lose the first round or mm. go to the Elite Eight, like you're going to win your pool. It's just it's it's that simple. Mm. And I and I do I think that team is, it's a bipolar team. Um, and I think part of that is, you know, it is youth. They're a young team, you know, with Shepard and Dillingham and DJ Wagner. Um, their interior play, just unfortunately not what they expected it to be. You know, they, they brought in Big Z, finally get him eligible, and he's just not able to make an impact there. Just not able to, you know, whether it's the physical part of it or uh, just getting kind of thrown in. Like I, you saw him against Georgia in that first game. You're like, damn, you know, is this like, is this Dirk Nowitzki that they just added? And then it's like, man, that was just sort of a – Georgia didn't have the sc- scouting report, and he kind of got off some shots, and that's all that was. Um, I, I do think it's a bad spot for Alabama because of the overtime win. Like, that was a great win, but it did go to overtime, and now you're going off a ranked game to a road a ranked game. And I don't know. It just depends what the number is. Um, I, I, I wouldn't want to lay much with Bama. Uh, I might even want to look in-game there. Um, I do like the guards that Kentucky has, though. I mean, that's that's what kind of keeps me coming back. It's like Dillingham and Shepard can can have, and even Reeves, throw him in there. They can all three combine and, and have, you know, 70, 80-point games together. So, you know, that's that's why I can't totally quit that Kentucky team, Chris, although I really just can't stand how thin they are in the front court. But, yeah, 
it's it's a team that if you can get a beat on, you're going to win all the money in your bracket pool. Oh, that's a great call. Uh, so, John, listen, I, I live in ACC country. I live down in Miami, so we, we look a lot at the Atlantic Coast Conference. Got Carolina up in Charlottesville against Virginia. I am the fool that has an 11-1. to 1. Virginia wins the ACC regular season ticket. They were fooling me for a minute. I was believing the Tony Bennett stuff. Then they lay an egg against Vatek. Uh, now Carolina goes to Charlottesville. Uh I think I'm done on Virginia, but where are you on North Carolina? Yeah, you got that old, uh, you got that dead cat bounce for a minute, huh? There was a, there was a little hope there. <laughs> Gave you a little pump fake. <laughs> I did. I was just up in the a, air, foul, three shots. <laughs> yep, just just for a just for a brief week or two, they they gave that eleven to one a little hope. Yeah, that that I was on Virginia Tech in that game, and uh, I mean I I, I hope I hoped to win. I didn't think it would be that decisive. Uh, hideous. Uh, that was an affront to the game of basketball, what Virginia did offensively. And we know they are capable of putting up some absolute clunkers. That was gross. Um, look, Carolina, to me, I, I want to believe in them, but I don't. Um, and the reason I don't is because they're just they're, – they're really – they boiled out of two guys. Uh, and, and there's not a whole lot that I can count on after that. I mean, I, I know Harrison Ingram had that huge game against Duke at home, and he was really the reason why they were able to pull away. But I'm counting on, you know, uh, Elliot Cadeau. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm counting on my, uh, you know, my, my, my three-point marksman out there. You know, like I just don't have um, – I don't have a whole lot night to night that I, I know I can depend on. And then am I going to be able to get the stops that March requires with Carolina. You know, it's just a lot of pressure on Baycott there on the interior. Um, and R.J. Davis, obviously, is, is, is capable of making some big-time shots, some magical shots. But just in terms of looking forward and, and, and projecting this thing out, like, I just feel like their lack of reliable depth. And just like, I mean, it, it, can Harris and Ingram be that third guy every single night? I mean, if you tell me that he can. Uh, they they have a chance, but I don't know that you can do that. Um, and so that's why when it comes to Carolina, I think the market has been sort of right on them the whole time. The market, even as they were in the top three, top four, you know, their futures were in the sort of, you know, 18 to one range, you know, 20 to one range. And I think that was, that was appropriate. The market never really bought into this team. And I think those are, those are definitely reasons why. John Martin from Memphis with us, columnist for the Daily Memphian. Catch him on 92.9 ESPN in Memphis and, of course, on BetQLU every week here as well on the BetQL Network. John, let's keep it in the ACC. I haven't seen Duke have that major stumble yet this year, and I wonder if Wake Forest is the spot. Uh, Two o'clock Saturday afternoon, they're on the road, and here's the thing that stands out to me. You've got, A, a team that if they can get to the line, they hit their free throws. Uh, Over 80% from the line, Wake Forest. But also, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. Top 25 in the country shooting threes. And Duke's perimeter defense, they give up more three-point attempts than anybody, just about anybody in the country. I believe they're bottom half of the country in three-point attempts yielded. So, I think this is an opportunity. Wake, hot. They absolutely dismantled Pitt the other night. Duke maybe asleep at the wheel just a little bit, feeling comfortable because they haven't had that big stumble yet. Is this a spot for Wake Forest tomorrow afternoon? 
And they, they're coming off an absolute destruction of Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was wow. I mean, I don't know if I expected it to look that bad on the road. Um, yeah, I, w- I was on Duke in that in that first game against Wake Forest, and uh, and it was a little controversial because some people had a problem with Mark Mitchell dunking, even though there was like 48 seconds left in the game and it was still a you know a six point game. I don't know why he wouldn't take the three points. Um, so was happy to be on the right side. But I felt lucky. I felt fortunate to get that home um, for a number of reasons. One, uh, Efton Reed, their most talented big man at Wake Forest, basically entered the game with three fouls. Like, he checked into the game with three fouls at, at, at tip-off. He, I think he had four at the 19-minute mark of the second half. And so he was never able to re- play, really, for any extended stretch. And when he was, you could see, like, Wake Forest would make runs. They would like actually get a little, uh, you know, a thing or two going with him inside. Um, And also they only shot 26% from three in that game. And they got great looks. I mean, I think they started Chris, like one of 12, but all of those looks I would say were looks I would be, I would live with if I was Steve Forbes. Like I I, I love those shots. I love those opportunities. I I take them a, a million times and they still, you know, do, eked it out right they they won by eight so now you flip this over to wake forest wake is absolutely desperate i mean this is their moment to 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 because they are very much eh, eh, you know are they in are they out are they on the bubble are they on the bubble? you know this would remove the doubt if they're able to win this game at home um and so yes, i expect wake to shoot the ball better i expect efton reed to stay on the floor i do expect wake forest to win this one at home Real quick, before we let you run and go change more diapers or whatever you got to do before you get on the air down there in Memphis, John, um, what's what's you mentioned Arizona. Give me a national championship ticket that has some value right now. Is it the Wildcats? Is it somebody else? Yeah, I think, you know, Arizona is probably going to have a little bit more value today than it did yesterday, Chris, uh, unfortunately. But I, I do – I'm going to give you Arizona, and then I'm going to give you one more. I'm not going to just cop out like that, all right? It's not how I'm built. But I do – I'm going to tell you why I like Arizona. I like Arizona because they have a lot of the ingredients that you need to make championship runs. They have a point guard in Kylan Boswell who's a year older. Uh, they have, you know, a, a bruising presence inside in Balo. They have Pella Larson who kind of does everything for them. They have uh, 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 my man from San Diego State who's, who's the, whose name I'm blanking on, Johnson. Uh, you know, he, he transferred in and he has been, you know, sort of a glue, glue guy for them, can, can step back and shoot some threes. And then the, 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 the greatest of them all, uh, Caleb Love, all right, the love boat. Now, I know he's getting some flack for his, his antics last night, but he has put up career numbers from the field uh, in terms of turnovers, you know, his percentages, everything is up, everything is great. And so I think when you have those pieces – you can make a run to the championship, notwithstanding last night. That's going to happen in conference play. Washington State might be a good team, right? It's possible. So I like Arizona. They're going to be a fun team to have a ticket on. And then uh, I know it's a number that's not nearly as good as it was a week ago, but I think you have to have some Creighton, you know, 30-1, to 1, I think, uh, at Bedham GM. Yeah, and I think the reason why you have to have Creighton, guys, is because they have Ryan Cogbrenner, who is, you know, just an impact guy on both sides of the floor at seven one, you know, and can, can even step out and shoot some threes. He changes games 
defensively. Like, you just cannot go into the paint when he's there. It's impossible. And then if Trey Alexander can have a six-game run, he's got the ability, you know. Uh, that team shoots threes uh, like it's going out of style, like it's, you know, like we're running out of water here. And if they go in, like, it's just that simple. They're going to they're gonna put them up. Um, and so you're going to live and die by that. They are feast or famine. But I like having tickets uh, on teams like that, you know, that could go out in the first yeah. round, could go all the way. So, yeah, I think Arizona and Creighton are two teams that uh, would be fun tickets to have for sure. I love it. Great stuff, John. We appreciate you joining us, man. Enjoy the rest of the day. Have a great weekend. Keep an eye out for everything that's keeping you busy, dude. John Martin from Memphis. Good stuff with even some uh, some long shot national championship tickets there. J Rod on your Blue Jays. Coming up next, like our two minute drill before we wrap it up with our lightning bets here in the final hour of BetQL Daily.